Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home, home repair. repair. This is part two of our happy hour with Darylene Denon, Kimberly Martin, and Adrian Ramirez. If you missed part one, go back to episode 87. Enjoy. But one thing would be nice to have known more about what the banking, if someone would have taught me or had a class or something, how to talk to your banker, mm -hmm. because usually you go in there and they, you go blah, 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 and they go, well, we can't give it to you. We can't give you the Yeah, loan. exactly. And yeah. I don't even know why. I don't even than, know what they're looking for. Well, what are you looking yeah, for? What are you I was looking say, for? My, my question, since we've got the banker in the room, mm -hmm. sorry, the VP banker in the room. <laughs> Business me, banker me, in the room. Very me, banker. Me, yeah. <laughs> is when a new company comes up or an existing company comes and wants to do a loan or a line of credit like we may be right. looking at is – Mm -hmm. What kind of documents, what kind of history are you looking at? I mean, what makes the process easier so mm -hmm. we're not tearing our hair out going, I'm sorry, you want what? Mm -hmm. And why do you want that? If you have that knowledge going in or you have a really good list that says, you know, if you're looking for this and your business is this size, these are the kinds of things we're going to be looking at. Mm -hmm. Okay. And maybe starting with that formula. So, to begin with, it's like, should I even consider right. going yes. for a business loan? Right. Absolutely. You know, even before I get into the nuts and bolts. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the challenge is you're not going to the right person. Because if you find yourself a really great banker, account manager, we can walk you through what we're, what we're analyzing and what we're looking for. And essentially, it's the bottom line. Okay. Can your bottom line cover your expenses and cover the new debt? And it's at a 1.25 typically, but there's some flexibility there. Now, okay. bottom line, like mm -hmm. what I actually make or what I report to the government? What you report. <laughs> okay. Really? Because, uh, I mean, I've well, got depreciation no, I, and all that kind of stuff that, add that back seriously in. screws my numbers you, up. Depreciation you can add back in. So there's certain things that you can add back. So depreciation, amortization. Um, it really... Because if I look at my P&L mm -hmm. and I look at my tax return, those are two different. Absolutely. That's true. Which yes, that's true. That's both. true. Oh, okay. And that's okay. why we ask for both yeah. because then we can come through it and say, okay, we can add this back. We can add this back. Um, yeah, I think that's why I, the balance sheet is so important. And a lot of businesses have no idea what a balance sheet is. Mm -hmm. They only think in terms of P&L. Mm -hmm. And that's the beginning of the end. Right. When mm -hmm. all they think about is P&L. Yes. Um, but I would say you know, that bottom number is really important. And so it's also important to have a really great plan with your CPA of, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to need this loan. Mm -hmm. Let's not take every single expense this year because then guess what? Your bottom line mm. isn't going to cover mm -hmm. anything. Well, it's the same thing because being self-employed, it's the same thing when you think about buying a house. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, do I buy the house I can buy with writing off everything or do I take two years not write off stuff so my bottom line looks better and I can get the house I want. Exactly. For mm -hmm. self-employed, it's a tough decision. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, absolutely. Can banks not, you know, get some of those loans back? So how do be <laughs> how do beginning businesses start then and get their commercial <laughs> loans? Because they there is no bottom line. Mm-hmm. Are you so, looking only for collateral then? Or? Yeah. Really great question. It really depends on, I mean, every situation is different. What I see sometimes is that, I'll give you a really great example of one of my friends um, that I helped and he's starting his business and he's a W-2 employee right now, works for some union, I think cement union, 
something. And he wants to start his own welding company. So what we did is while he still had that W-2 income, we helped him apply for business credit card, business small line Mm. of credit, business truck loan, because that W-2 income helps and it's in the same industry. Getting those smaller things. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, we made sure that his personal credit was as strong as it could possibly be because that's going to be what we take into consideration when mm-hmm. you're a brand new business. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, for many business owners, it's going to be near impossible to get a loan if you just threw yourself out there and have no other source of income because most banks will require two years of tax returns. Right. So that means two and a half years in business. So when we see in the movies, they're like, here's my business plan. You should give me the loan for my business plan. Sometimes it works. And that would be maybe an SBA loan um, Mm. where you put 10, 20% down payment and you can get an SBA backed loan, which means the SBA is going to cover a certain portion. The bank will cover a certain portion. Okay. Um, So it's government funded. That way we can continue to grow the economy and help business owners. Um, Still very challenging because then you have to prove, you know, that you have experience, that it's the, you know, same line of business maybe that you worked before. Um, You have to have a really great business plan, really great credit, that down payment. So that down payment makes it really challenging for people to get their foot in the door. And it's not a fast process. Anytime you're dealing with SBA, it's Mm. like you're dealing with IRS. Yeah, Mm. you're dealing with the federal government. Government. It's paperwork on more paperwork on more paperwork, but it's still an option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say never hesitate Find a really great resource. Um, And there's also so many resources out there that I had no idea about that are available for business owners like Business Impact Northwest. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They do coaching for people that want to start their own business for free. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll help you build your business plan. They'll help you understand a P&L and balance sheet. They help you with marketing. It's phenomenal. And so anyone that comes to me with the idea of like, oh, I want to start my own business. I don't have the time or the wavelength to be able to do that and my job and have a work-life balance. (laughs) So I'm searching for really great resources. And that's one of them. I'm just like, if you have an entire course and you have advisors that can help my, you know, business owners that want to start a business and you start it the right way instead of kind of launching yourself and then trying to figure it out, have a little bit more support, ask for help, ask your friends for help. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's one of the biggest misses for business owners is they kind of try to figure it out all on their own. Or maybe there's, you know, maybe some sort of embarrassment of not knowing or Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but I'm over here. I'm always asking for help. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Well, I think that's a lot, a lot has to do with this. Like people that want to go into business, especially in the trades, right? Mm -hmm. You know, people know how to do carpentry, right? They know how to go in and they do tile and they just do this absolutely beautiful work, but Mm -hmm. they have no clue what it takes to run a business and they don't know what questions to ask. Mm -hmm. And 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 they don't know these resources. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to just kind of stumble on them. Well, I also had a franchise first, so mm-hmm. that was a that was a big helping hand for me because there was a lot of stuff that was already in place, mm-hmm. and I kind of, you know, the bookkeeping part of it and all that kind of stuff. But it's that, and I think that's the unfortunate thing why there's so much failure is because they just don't have that education of the financial exactly. piece of it. Exactly. It's like I'm getting forty five bucks in, that forty five bucks must be mine and going in my pocket. And it's yep. like, um, no, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. You got about twelve cents. You know? <laughs> so yeah, that's it that's a huge mm-hmm. thing and, and um yeah, the I 
I love it. I love it. Well, and I also think that for those that are in the industry, because they only see one side of it, business owners, because they don't really talk about the other pieces of it to their employees, because we're trying to keep them as employees, Mm -hmm. they do a disservice for those that are entrepreneurs. And when they're going through schools and stuff, we know that going in the trades and learning about a business and running your own business is not. They're really focused on making somebody an employee mm-hmm. and a lot of those testings and, and that. So it's 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 kind of snowballs that, mm-hmm. I mean, Amy, you and I have talked about it, that we both kind of started it backwards, ass backwards, but we mm-hmm. figured it out because I luckily had my dad and a few other key people and had been kind of running the business I was working in, and then you had the franchise and then... You also, when we did that article, you talked about a lot of the different things. You went out and did research and really read books and did a lot of the yeah. stuff and went mm-hmm. through classes and and taught yourself the pieces you didn't know. Mm-hmm. I've done uh, a number of free programs. One was through um, Small Business Administration. It was a six-month program. There were probably 30 of us in the class. We went through every part of running a business, um, and, and it was it was we would meet once a, I think it was once a month for like four hours. Mm-hmm. Then we had presentations to give. Then I did another program through um, UW uh, Foster School of Business mm-hmm. that was specifically for um, contractors, small mm-hmm. business owner, contractor kind of Is thing. Is that the and Ascend they, program? Yes. Yeah, I but did it that was, as well. I did it before it was the Ascend program. Yeah. Um, that was a fabulous program. Right, right. I did... Uh, Oh, there were just a number of other that it just it's it was free, and if you don't kind of do a little bit of digging, you just don't know it's there. But it is so incredibly exactly. valuable, exactly, incredibly yes. valuable. And so, if more business owners are aware of these tools and these resources, and like you said, you know, you're an expert at what you're doing, but did you go to school for to run operations and run accounting and environmental HR? chemistry? <laughs> <laughs> graphic design uh, you know there's right, so right, many yeah. hats that you're yeah. wearing so make yeah. your life a little bit easier and right. use those resources call on your friends ask for help yeah. I think that's the biggest thing ask for help well and I what? think getting a banker makes I mean because a lot of bankers do have or at least knowledge of the resources I, that mm-hmm. didn't even dawn on me yeah I mean mm-hmm. I went to a small credit union because I I get tired of Chase let's mm-hmm. just put it that way um but I didn't even think about sitting down with them and going, hey, do you have resources or do you know resources that can help right. me get my business up mm-hmm. and running? It didn't even dawn on me to talk to my banker about that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, every banker is going to be different. There's some that have a lot more experience. And so that's where I try to have as many connections as I can of people that I really like and I would personally work with. Um, because you might have a banker that comes in and they've maybe only been in finance for a year. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you might have a banker that's been, you know, in the industry for 30 years. They're going to know so much more and have so many resources. Do you market yourself or do you let Banner take care of all of that side of it? Banner takes care of it all. And I just do networking. Sure. I just hang out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like today. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. how is it for the music and recording? I mean, I'm not familiar with the podcast, but... Is oh, there, this is it, yeah. Because your equipment's got to be fairly expensive to get up and running. Well, it was a decision I made a long time ago that this is not a million-dollar studio. Well, back in the day. You know, I knew I wasn't going to have a million-dollar studio. I was going to be concentrating on the client and their music and what they needed. I deal with a lot of singer-songwriters, so they're just people by themselves 
who has written a song and they want it to be something and I kind of help them make it into that something, one of which is, you know, a band behind them. Mm -hmm. So what I decided on early on is I'm not going to overextend myself for a $20,000 microphone and a $10,000 preamp Mm -hmm. and rent on on a room. Instead, there's many beautiful studios here in Seattle. And whenever we would need them, I'd say, we'll go to, you know, we need to cut drums. So let's go to Avast, which has one of the most beautiful rooms in Seattle. And we'll pay that premium. You know, we'll be as prepared as I can make them, you know, and the expectations of what we're going to get out of it. They see if that budget works for them or not. And that's where the producer part let alone the music part, but the producer part of saying, these are the resources I know that are out there. Here are the players that I know. So you're the project manager. Huh? You're the project manager. Completely. In addition to, we workshop their songs, and how do I get the best performance out of them? And how do I teach them about budgeting for their project? But there's the piece of it, a traditional business can market in traditional ways. And so what I've been struggling with since I took on a mortgage um, I used to have a rent, like two years ago, I started a rent and I said, this is insane. I can't put out $2,000 before I take a penny home. So that's when I decided to buy a building is how to market to that, how, how to reach those people, because it's not like there's a million homes that I can market to. So that's where my challenge has been recently. And then all of my business has been word of mouth, almost all of it. So then I even get sheepish. I'd be interested to know how you guys handle it. When I get contacted by somebody I don't know. Right. So I'm like, okay, are they going to come and make an appointment to do a studio tour and then rip me off? Or are they really interested in my services? How and would they I be do- ripping you off? What, how would, what would that look like? People will come in and see what I have and mm-hmm. see if I'm worth ripping off. And then they bring their buddies back and they bust into studios. Oh, they actually... Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I yeah. thought it was Literally. like... Wow. Yeah. wow. All the time. That's why recording studios usually don't look like recording studios. Mm. Like when you first go to... like This looks like a house. You yes. don't know this was in here. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I got this really cool sign made. And I'm like, ooh, I don't think I want to put my sign out. Yeah. You know, so it's always, it's scary for the customer too, because they're just like, well, this is a covert little place. So it's this little undergroundy thing that you want to be known, but it's also really hard to to gauge, one, am I safe? And as a woman, I think about that a little bit too, Mm -hmm. you know. um, so, So growing my customer base has been interesting. It's just taken a lot of years. And it could have been bigger, I think, if I took more risks on who I brought in. But and then when people are in when they want to intern or if they're saying, are you hiring? I'm like, how the hell can I hire? You know, so I'm what really you need a- to do is you need to take a line of credit from Adriana <sighs> so that right. then you're able to 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 put some forward marketing. Your but what marketing. would I do? That's the question. Like, I wouldn't mind doing that at all. If I like I've tried the Google AdWords, you know, just little minimal type of things to do. And when they do reach somebody, it's like. If I'm not a one degree separation, like I now want almost only referrals mm-hmm. mm. because it's a little dicey because mm-hmm. I'm going to bring somebody into a dark room that's locked up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, so right. I never confusing. thought about that. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Like mm-hmm. I would be, you know, this is a great thing, but I know she knows all of you. I, it's, it's why I don't put my name on my truck. It just invites people to break into it. Yeah. Because I always, well, okay, today would be the one exception. But, I mean, generally speaking, I have anywhere between two and $4,000 worth of equipment in my truck at any moment. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's a pain to take it out of the truck. And a lot of job sites, because I'm working in private homes outside, unless they go to secure yard, I don't leave my equipment on the job site. Mm-hmm. You'll take everything. I take. I in. put everything back in the truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least I can trust it at my house. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what goes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at, I mean, the client I'm at now, it's like I poured concrete. It was mostly dry. Left the next day, big freaking footprints all over the concrete. I'm like... What the hell? The homeowner's not living there yet. Hmm. Neighbor kids decided to tromp through the backyard. Jeez. <laughs> so, but I, I understand. I mean, when I first started, I mean, the marketing and how to get my name out there, and and you know, I actually used something similar to Angie's List um, to get started until I got a name. But I work strictly, pretty much by referral, and I've made yeah. partnerships with some of my lumber companies, so they refer me out right. quite a bit. Right. So yeah. that is that is help. But I also have clients that I've. On job five for one client, job three for another client. Those are great. I love those. Oh, I I love those, yeah. I only had one that I can remember creepy incident when I was doing the home repair business. where Because I would go to these people's houses not knowing who they were, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. and walk in and there was just this one time that – I walked in and he's and he's that was a the man that answered the, the door and he said, "Oh, it's down, it's down in the basement." I'm like, "Okay." Well, this is my favorite story. <laughs> and um, and so we get to the basement door and he's like, "Oh no!" I, and I kind of back up so that he can I can follow him down. He said, "Oh no, you go first." I'm like, "Oh, jeez, yeah, no." Um, I did. I went. I went down there. Fortunately, nothing happened, and we got the job. But that was just that was the only time Awkward. that I ever had that really weird kind of. Yeah, this is like Silence of the Lamb kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's like ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> we have a couple. Uh, the podcast has a couple earlier um, episodes where we've done a happy hour uh, panel like this, and they have some amazing stories of going down. I think was it Kayla that went down again a basement situation, complete like no door down there. The door is only the stairwell that goes oh. into the home. And then didn't, wasn't there like chains anchored to the wall? Oh, I think so. Like it was a <laughs> oh, sex God. dungeon or oh, something oh, like wow. that. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. And you gosh. wonder why I work outside. Oh, 100%. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Right. I don't do basements. <laughs> exactly. We That's do. I did. Yeah. Feel, yeah. I felt a lot safer doing live sound now that you bring that up. Lots and lots of people like, around. I'm outside someplace, mm-hmm. you know, rarely. Or in a public area. Well, yeah. And being women, I've lived on my own since, wow, since I was 17, 18. So you just think of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just like I'm a, I'm a light sleeper for any unusual noise will wake me up. I sleep horribly in hotels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that bang is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think about that stuff. I don't either. I'm just like, Whatever. Well, you guys have enjoyed different more minutes of your life than yeah. I. Apparently, oh, not worrying about it. Yeah, yeah. So I want to do one more lap. Go. What do you want to be doing in three to five years? Is it the same thing? Is it different? Do you see any barriers to what you'd really want? Like, and we can go fantasy wise. I'm not asking for you know a business plan, but just like where where would you love to be with your business? Well, I am going to be that in the next three to four or five years at the most is I'm trying to get that little business new trends home technology launched because that's going to be what I consider a business that you can probably do what you did is franchise it out, which I'll have to talk to you about that. But it, it's a business that, that, and right now I'm waiting until the COVID stuff is kind of 
and where we're going with the politics and a whole lot of stuff. But I really, really like to um, move into a different model completely. You mean just for yourself to like what your role is? No, a different business? model of business, a business, new business plan. I put I put together a new business plan for it. I would like to just keep solid energy as the general contractor mm. because it's a corporation and that can be the general contractor. Nutrins is the, uh, and doing the installs of the products and doing all that. And then the other avenue of it all is to find after you we get the core going, mm-hmm. then and the products are all smart and safe products. They're basically for peace of mind living, basically, because I'm buying on fear. Fear is good for that particular model because everybody wants security systems. They want the rings or the, oh. the you know, mm-hmm. talking to Lexus, and they want their lights to go on and off. Mm-hmm. They want to be on an airplane. Oh, shoot, turn off their butt. But a lot of people want that, and so they live in that bit of fear so I was hoping to find and, and consult them. So New Trends was going to be the consulting portion of that mm-hmm. to go in and assess how they wanted to live, no matter whether it would be universal design or, you know, remodel, small remodels where you could get, do some upgrades and get ready for the next generation. So, I mean, we were at IBS, International Builder Show, all the products that are out there. And then, then they do like what everybody else says, okay, here it is. Now figure it out you install it and then it then it has an upgrade before you're even done installing Mm -hmm. it and then you don't have a tech person in case they're going well it won't work with my yeah yeah so anyway that's that's what the new business model is is i just want to really do that because that that seems to be the better way to serve the older generation and a lot of the younger generation and if they're lawyers, they don't know how to do squat right. like that. So they think they <laughs> boy, do. Boy, the attorneys are taking the I'm just, they, they yeah, are. These poor attorneys. Seriously, there's a whole lot of people wow. that they think they're handy, and then they go, that's, yeah. a, that's a screwdriver. Uh, that is not going to work It's more than attorneys that think they're handy yes. mm. and yeah. aren't. But mm-hmm. that would be my goal for the future. So that would be a model that is going to be my your next step. Exit out. <laughs> nice. nice. And I don't know if I, I don't know, ask everybody, but I don't know if I ever want to actually retire because retiring is sounds really boring when I talk to a lot of people that are retired. I agree. And I think it'd be interesting to know if there's polling on particularly uh, self-employed people and small business people. I mean, I love what I do. There's really no reason for me to stop doing it. And again, when you're your own boss, you can make your own hours. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I don't think I'd ever 100% say, I'm not doing that. I'm sure I'd find something else, mm-hmm. you know, that I'd want to do. I'm going to take a couple months off a year at least. That's yes. what I'm going to do. You already do that now. <laughs> Good Lord. Kayla's listening. <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> But how many people in here are workaholics? So wait, it, at least like December, January, February. Oh, oh no, no. She's no. Spr- she's no. June, July, August. Right. Or I'm going to take off. I'm going to take off May, and then I'm going to take off August, and then I'm going to take off October, and then December. Okay. But what you, you still have your people working? I was going to say, right? must be nice. Just you know. What do you want to do in the next three to five years? Be retired? No. (laughs) My model will have to change because at in another three to five years, I physically won't be able to be out there setting the stone. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So my business model will be 
um, bringing somebody on board. And, and I've always had the goal of bringing somebody on board that I can teach the business and that then I become really truly the owner. Mm-hmm. They become the, you know, starters, the grunt labor and work their way into where they eventually buy the business. Cause I've got a tremendous book of business and I've got systems in place in my head. I know I need to write them down, but I've got systems in place that make my business yeah. very efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have such a good reputation where I have clients that come back for projects and refer me out. And I mean, I had four projects come in in the last four days while I was out of town. So in three to five years, I want to be where I'm more, more like Amy, where I can go take a month or right. two off and <laughs> not have my income drop and, and, you know, really spend the time focusing on the client and making things very efficient and letting somebody else who still has that pride in that work. And that's been my biggest challenge with bringing an employee on is I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that portion of the business to lose because that's what gets me such a good reputation in the industry. Mm-hmm. So, but physically I know that I won't still be able to do what I'm doing, especially on the landscape side. The deck side's a little different. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. yeah. Where do you want to be? Three to five years. Three What's your next step? Or I was going to say owner of the bank. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Um, She's going to be in charge of the Fed. You Never know, I have no idea. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now. I'm learning so much and I'm growing and I'm developing really great relationships that I could continue and scale up into bigger commercial. Um, okay. So that might be interesting to learn, you know, because right now I'm definitely helping my smaller business clients, which I love, but it would be very interesting to learn as well those big, you know, 30, 50, $80 million clients and mm-hmm. how to help them as well. And so do you have aspirations of, so you want to stay in banking? For now. For she's now. being very close-lipped, isn't she? She's had several well, banks she's been with, so. Yeah. I love I love where I am now. So, um, so like is v, uh, you know, senior VP or you know, or yeah. would you do you just like the client contact so much now? I love the client contact. I yeah. love that I can truly help my clients and they need my help a lot more yes. than, you know, some of the other clients that maybe have more support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that's why I made the pivot. And so I'm very, very happy right now. I'm thinking maybe in the future, I might also pivot a little bit more and do more consulting. Well, that's an interesting you know? question. Yeah. And does Banner Bank kind of allow for that? At the moment. Or banking in general? Is that all right? No, not, not necessarily. So that's definitely five, 10 years down the line. But mm-hmm. I am very much passionate about just helping people. And mm-hmm. so right here is a really good space where I work for a great bank, um, wonderful culture. They let me be myself. Uh, they're very supportive. And so it's a great work life. Do you think they're going to listen to this? You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, hmm. You, you uh, I truly to, love where I am, though. No, no, no. <laughs> you also have to understand she's, she's young enough that she she still has time to really grow into whatever, mm-hmm. uh, where some of us have already changed jobs multiple times because of we've been there, done that. Well, that takes me to my last question. Even <laughs> though I said the last one's last one, what would you say to- I didn't get to answer that one. I was going to say- You said you wanted to, you want to sell the business and you want to retire. You so don't know me. <laughs> you, I have it on tape. Oh. <laughs> well, I, but that may be the 10-year plan. I want to do the, the trade plan. school. Oh, trade school. Mm-hmm. 
Darlene's going to help me with that. God, we need one. We need a lot of them. Yeah. I just think that'd be, I mean, just crank them out. And the the government's not going to help us because all the funding fell through. That we could get money for. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We just need to find it. Right right here? Exactly. I'll start researching. I was say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there there has to be government funding for that. Exactly. Grants. Well, there was yeah, there was mm-hmm. some funding that was supposed to go through, but it got knocked out of the budget hmm. here in the state. Shocker. So, there's grants right. out there for us too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's programs. There's not a lot of programs. No. We need to have more programs. No, we need no, to be I able mean, to crank them programs. out. There's funding yes. programs. Yes. Is where yes. I was going. Not but, programs to. Quite yeah. honestly, I think big builders would also be. I think it'd be another funding source. Right. True. Because mm-hmm. they need the workers. Mm-hmm. We need to talk. See? I got an idea. Let's do it. Just Let's do it. Be, I'll connect you. Be aware of if you get big builders, especially if they have any on the commercial side, they're going to try to pull workers. That's where uh, the problem that Perry Technical and Yakima has, a new carpentry program, they focus them towards union. Mm. Mm. They're not towards residential. They're towards commercial. Right. Well, uh, I would, And that's a challenge. It would be the residential that I would be focusing on. Yes. And that's why your good point about big businesses but just be aware if they do commercial, that's tent where they mm-hmm. we lose a lot of our good carpenters that come out of the the institutes and some of the you know Midwest to commercial. Mm-hmm. They because residential builders money. just can't pay what commercial builders do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just can't. It's all about money. Well, for some people, I mean, it's even on the residential side. It's still going to be better money than they think it is. Yes. What was your last question? If a young person came up and said, "I'm interested." In doing business banking, what would your advice be? My advice would be to work for a company that is going to teach you a lot. And so mm. that's something that, you know, I stumbled upon when I worked at BCU. I got to see so much more because they're a smaller company. Yeah. And they taught me so much. But every company has, you know, different things that I took away. I would say you need to find a great mentor, whether, you know, it's myself or it's someone else. Um, and you have to start at the bottom Just do and your grow time. Mm-hmm. because so many people, and I was one of them when I was young, I was like, I want to be a manager. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> right. Yes, it's, it's uh, We call it pay your dues. And I paid my dues. <laughs> <laughs> I have many regrets. I was just like, why did I think that was my dream? Um, <laughs> was not the dream. So it's really understanding, you know, why they want to go into business banking. What's their passion? And then partner them with really great mentors. My mentors have been one of the reasons why I've been able to be so successful. Mm -hmm. And then find the right bank for you, I would say. Because again, every bank is different. Um, There's pros and cons to all of them. But I learned the most when I was able to ask questions, call my underwriters, you know, talk to them about a different scenario. And that's really the the culture that I like is Mm -hmm. being able to literally call up my supervisor underwriter and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Right. Um, Because they have so much more experience. And for me to be able to tap into that versus just trying to read policies and procedures and submit something and wonder what happened, that's not how I like to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What if somebody came to you and said, I wanted to start a business? What advice would you give them? Don't. 
I knew that wah, one was coming. Wah. I asked myself, well, am I like insane that I'm still doing this <laughs> after all these years? I never dreamed of being a painting contractor, mm. general contractor, handy person, you know, sales. Who but can you see yourself be, working huh? for somebody else? Can you see yourself working for somebody else? No, I'm see, unemployable. See, right there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm unemployable too. I am yep. unemployable. <laughs> Mainly because I would get in, and I worked for the government for a while for different jobs, but the problem I had with every job that I have ever had was I always figure out a way how to do it better, and they didn't really want to hear how I could make my job. I mean, I remember going into jobs, and they go, we're not sure what the last person did, so I recreate it all, and then I'm done, and I'm bored. I'm gone. That's what I found is I, I got it down to a full-time job, was down to a half-time job, and I didn't want to do any more of it, and they could only pay me a certain amount. Yeah. So I was sitting around kind of making up. When you start having a routine for the beginning of your day, and it oh. includes, it was just something that was in the, I'm going to go that place for coffee, and then I come here, and I'm going to do this mail mm. sort, and then I'm going to do this, and mm. I'm going to set this up here, and I was just like, I couldn't take it anymore. But anyway, um, <laughs> so that sounds painful. So I guess what I would say to most people, they have to have an entrepreneurial spirit. They have to have the passion to drive them to whatever they want to do, like all of us. All of us Self-motivated. And you have yeah. to be motiv- self-motivated. Mm-hmm. And you've got to understand that you run a business, not just work in the field. Mm-hmm. Right. right. If they don't understand those, then they should work for then their employees. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of businesses out there fail because of that, and you all know that. Because of that, in fact, some of them of my employees that left me after I trained them all those same, they decided, well, geez, I can get out there and do this. She does it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they get out there, and in three years, they're no longer in business, and then they're coming back going, well, how are things going? I'm going, I don't know. How are things going for you? <laughs> you try to steal my customers. What? How did that work for you? Because my customers love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so I would... I would help them if they wanted to start their own business. Every one of them that's tried to steal my employees, I would have taught them how to steal their own employees. Right, you know? right. And I so I think it would be, if you want it, I'll help you. But no, it's it's 16-hour days sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not closing down the door. You just mm-hmm. got to, you know, over years, and Kimberly and I have had these conversations more and more, which you have to have your own time at some point in time, and you can't work on Sundays, and I stop working on Saturdays. But that's hard to do because the client calls. Mm-hmm. And you can't be answering the phone at 9 o'clock at night and 8 o'clock at mm-hmm. night or Sunday afternoon when you're, you know, trying to walk your dog, you know. So they have to understand that there's 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 complete discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, when I close my door, I'm in my office. Mm-hmm. And I've gone. I pretend sometimes I drive myself down into yeah. the traffic and everything <laughs> drive else. Drive from the kitchen. I go in and yeah. <laughs> commute. <laughs> but how do you start your business? We got to be real with folks because yeah. they got to, you know, you don't want to scare them and it's going to be 16 hour days, but you got to give them that you're not going to be working regular hours. Mm-hmm. If you want an eight to five, then no. That's not the thing. No. Most people only see the positives. You know, you're the boss. You drive a nice truck. You make all you, this money. Yeah, you make all this money. You go on vacation take, for a month. Take but. vacations. <laughs> <laughs> but what they don't see is 
everything on the back end. And so when I was a manager, I shared everything with my employees. Mm -hmm. And um, I also developed, my passion is developing people. And so I developed them. I was like, okay, you want to be a financial advisor? This is what we're going to do. And Mm -hmm. you have to make, you have to do the work in order to get there. And so I think if you had more mentorship and more of that partnership where you're teaching someone Mm -hmm. all of these different skills that they're going to need, but they have to master every single one. And Mm -hmm. so it's a fine balance of... Or know what they can't do, and they have to find somebody who does know how to do that. And know that that's now a little overhead cost you have Mm -hmm. to think about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, one thing I think us women, and I'm putting all of us in the same category... That we don't do and we should do more of, and I would recommend that. I do that now, but I never did ask for my women friends for mentoring or help until I finally had some mentoring from some men to get because I'm working with men in leadership positions. But that would be nice if I had been smart sooner to say, call up you or call up you or call up you. I'm utilizing you a lot more than I ever did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just, we don't tend to, women don't tend to, we think we're super women, you know. We think we, we can do it all and we're not going, even when we've hurt ourselves, mm-hmm. and I've been one that does that, oh, you know, I'm bleeding off here and I'm going, oh, some duct tape and we'll be fine, you know, you move on. Mm-hmm. We were taught not to ask for help. Yeah. That, that made us weak if we asked for help. Right. I would say men are the same, though. For some reason. It's definitely ingrained in men. Yeah. For some reason, people just don't ask me. I think they have built-in networked places. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, putting several decades together in it. But Mm -hmm. they have their safe spaces that they can go and ask questions. Exactly. And it started with organized sports. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like we had that in elementary. But that starts tapering off in junior high till Title IX. Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't happening in the high schools and the colleges and stuff right. like that. To answer your last question, it's, you know, the first thing that if somebody wanted to open, it's find your tribe, right? Mm-hmm. So it's find your tribe, which includes your mentor, you know, your person you can go to to ask the financial questions, whether it's a banker or somebody, you know, somebody that's maybe been there, done that. Um, somebody that's, you know, works a different business, but similar in construction that you can ask questions. Like I have somebody that I, I talk to when it comes to employees and, okay, what's the deal when I bring an employee in and what do I need to think about and stuff? Because they have them. Mm-hmm. And she's willing to share that information with me so I'm not having to start from scratch. But mm-hmm. it's, it's find the tribe, and it's not I'm not talking about your friends, but find your tribe within the business you want to mm-hmm. go into mm-hmm. or in auxiliary businesses that are going to help you grow and learn and understand that business. And then the second part would be education, right? Educate yourself on whatever business you're going to go into. It's finding people that can help you do that, your tribe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's been tremendously helpful for me. And start and building where, that while you'll have your W-2 job going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. and some of that is some of the associations, especially construction and other companies have associations. Going there, you can usually find some of that tribe there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them you can go to long before you actually start your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So start creating that tribe as you're thinking, do I really want to start a business? Maybe ask somebody that's been in it for a decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be? For somebody wanting to start a business, mm-hmm. make sure that you, you you don't want to turn your passion into a job because sometimes that just blows up mm-hmm. in your face. It no longer is your passion. The, the mentorship is huge. And I think every one of us have mentioned having a mentor, mm-hmm. somebody that we can, 
you know, bounce questions off. Um, and the education part of it, just figuring out where's that free va- free education, right? Department of L&I has free classes for, for contractors and small business administration has business classes and your business college has got, you know, free class. There's, there's stuff available out there mm-hmm. and it's just digging it up. And you might think it's boring, but... God, I love doing financials. Mm. I just love pouring over my books. And it's like, oh, that number's not right. Why the hell is that number not right? Um, so, yeah, just that gathering as much information as you possibly can before you jump into it mm-hmm. and have an understanding Sharpen of it. Because if, if you can't read your financial stuff or know what your overhead is, it, you're not going to be in business for very long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then... Think about not just starting a business because so many people are retiring. I think it's something like 2,000 people a, like a day or something. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. I'm just throwing numbers out there. But that might be better than starting something from scratch is find buy a business, business, buy a business. Yeah. Um, you could get some training. You could mentor there. Uh, there's a lot of businesses that are going to be up for sale mm. um, here in the next, I don't know, 10 years as well. You're you're just going to see more of it. And what a great opportunity to take something that maybe has been stale, hasn't had a lot of change in the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. And you can go in there, bring innovation, grow it. You don't have to start from the ground up. Um, so that's another another thing to take a look at. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, that's Good, interesting. interesting. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you all for coming in. This has been absolutely fantastic. And we have any closing comments? Anybody want to just have a burning something or another they just didn't get to say? No? Where are we going to go for a drink? Exactly. I, I think I, I right across say, the street. Are we talking sh- shameless self-promotion? Or are we talking? Right. Well, yeah, I see. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, yeah. You do, uh, whatever you want to haul. Yeah, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Wanna... Well, it, it, it is nice that I am the um, current 2022 BIW Remodeler of the Year. Yes. Thought I'd wow. Throw that wow. Yes. Good. Okay. It has been a long time since a female has won that award. Mm. Wow. Okay. Very cool. And so where can people find you? Uh, primarily my, uh, website is the easiest way to find me, which is, uh, www.seinbergscapes.com. Seinberg? Seinberg. C-Y-N-E-B-U-R-G-S-C-A-P-E-S.com. And we will have this in the description as well. But where can people find you? And what do you want to hawk? Uh, you can probably, probably find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me, uh, Solid Energy Inc. You can find me... Uh, on my website, uh, you can find me at Master Builders or in Workforce Development or just about anywhere as far as Solid Energy, www, because we don't have to do that anymore, right. but SolidEnergyInc.com. <laughs> Super. And I'm there and I can find contacts. I love it. Same thing, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Adriana Ramirez, search Banner Bank. There you go. <laughs> done and All done. Right. Amy. Amy and Amy works. Amy and Amy works.com. Let's talk home repair at <laughs> gmail.com. You got any questions or concerns or anything you want us to cover? Let's hear from you. What about you, Alicia? Hey, if you have a song you need to workshop, if you need anything you need to record, if you have an oral history, you want to bring your grandparents in and just talk talk with them and grab it. There's all oh, there's that's a, so cool. There's that's a such lot a great of things idea. that you can record that. that people don't think about. Right. And it's like, and uh-huh. I've had people just sit around a table. 
and they're just looking at pictures and we videotape some of it as well. But you just let your elder talk and you have this conversation and you can just capture some great uh, family history that oh, a lot of times you that's can't amazing. get. That would be awesome. Yeah. And we have a, a, a person that does photography. That's a great combo. She's always talking about that. Taking the pictures Take, and telling the story. Yeah. Yep. Picture wow. of the moment. Right. And if they just sit there, even with the existing shots, you know, if they just go through a photo album and they just go and through the, the and they tell stories. And, I like yeah, that. That's, that's a awesome. neat idea. Anyway, you can find out more information about all kinds of recording um, at wbr.rocks. Ooh. Oh, did you change your website? Or did you change no, your... I've got all kinds of things that go to the same place. Oh, you can also go to thewinterblueroom.com. Alicia Healy. And aliciahealy.com for my music. Anyway, I want to thank you guys also. This has been a wonderful conversation. We love our unstructured conversations. We do. We do. <laughs> thank so you for funny. having me. Yeah, you thank bet. you very much. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. Makes me wonder. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Thank